0: Warning this show contains adult language and content listener discretion is advised Down press a man where you gonna
1: run to down press a-
0: up, everybody thank you for joining me on the saving grace podcast this is a show dedicated to exposing the corruption of the family and dependency court system it's also dedicated to giving you the innocent victims of this corrupt system the tools you need to fight back and I am your host. My name is DB Justice and I'm excited to have you here on our very first podcast. Today we're gonna be listening to some uh, audio from a young lady named Carol Rhodes. Now Carol Rhodes is an insider. She's a whistleblower. She used to be a part of the Friends of the Court system. We're gonna talk more about that. She's written a book exposing the corruption and she's compiled case histories that she was personally involved with and saw how the, the court system just ruins families. We're also going to get into some news, talk about what's happening on the activism front. And if you want to be part of the show, remember you can send us an email to dbjusticeshow at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 206 312 6756. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to have you. Uh, let's get started with our inaugural podcast of the Saving Grace Show. So we're going to jump right into this. Uh, like I mentioned, Carol Rhodes wrote a book called Friend of the Court, Enemy of the Family. And she's essentially uh, exposing the corruption that's going on in, down there. And, and it's happening right in front of our faces. They're using our federal money to do it. And it just fires me up. I'm not going to sit in my hands and watch it happen. And neither is this young, young lady. I'm sorry. I'm all tongue twa- twisted and twied and tied. It, it just pisses me off so much. Uh, let's, let, let's jump right into this. Uh,
2: my name is Carol Rhodes, and I'm an enforcement. O- I am a former enforcement officer for the Friend of the Court system. Uh- now, for those of you who aren't familiar with
0: the Friend of the Court system, uh, every state has adopted a different form of this corruption. It's essentially a state agency to make sure that, that the rules, the judgment of the courts have been
2: enforced.
0: And so it was this young lady's job to make sure that that sort of thing happened.
2: Um, when I graduated from Western, I had several um, professors there that said, you know, something just doesn't seem right about the front of the court system. Perhaps they had had some experience with it. I don't know. They said, Well, you know, here's the thing it's easy
0: to see the corruption when you look at it for, with a broad lens you look you take a step back and you really analyze what in the fuck is going on down there then it's pretty easy to see that they're violating constitutional rights they're writing their own rules and they're and they're it's a racketeering scheme is what it is and they're using our kids as leverage to do it
2: someone needs to get in there and see just what's going on and uh, i was a single mom and uh... I had experienced a lot of things that I could see that um, could, could use some work. And I thought, you know, I could I could be a, an, an effective enforcement officer. And so I was um, hired by the 37th Circuit Court.
0: You know, and I want to address something real quickly. You know, she says something very interesting, and that is not all social workers are bad. Every single social worker, almost without exception gets into their job with the best of intentions they want to do something good for children they want to do something good for society and before you know it this evil corrupt system has their their claws in them and they have no way out this is how they feed their family by by ruining others and unless you're willing to put your neck out on the line and commit uh career suicide it continues to happen and it continues to happen. And so people with really good hearts end up becoming these minions of this, this system and eventually it begins to eat at you. You you either become callous and you become a part of it and you perpetuate perpetuate it, or you stand up and do something. And and, and God loves Carol Rhodes for doing something. Let's get back into this.
2: And, and Officer, I thought I could um, make a difference there, but I found out very soon what uh, many of you already know, that it's not about the best interest of the children, but it's about money. And it's about uh, federal funding, it's about tax dollars. Um, The money that's that's, um, paid to the children, or collected for the children as as, um, child support money, are matched by the federal government and then there are incentives for different types of enforcement activities. And so, um, there are. So are ma- you hearing
0: this? The federal government has put dollar amounts that they're going to reimburse if they take your money via child care, uh, child support payments, whatever it is. And this is where a lot of innocent fathers get caught up. They. They don't fight for themselves. They find themselves where work has slowed down. They can't afford to pay the same amount of child support that the court has ordered. And before you know it, they find themselves in jail for contempt of court and you name it. And she talks about this. She talks about how they're rated on how many of those arrests they're they're able to facilitate. And this is
2: happening on your dime, people. It's time for us to stand up. Matching funds and at state and uh, local levels as well, and so the judges each time that they grant or approve or the friend of the court um, up someone's um <clears throat> child support collection they're actually um padding their own pockets because that comes back to them they're now are you hearing this? <sighs>
0: This drives me nuts. I cannot believe we live in a country, the home of the free and the brave. Thing goes down every day. Not only are they creating these these unrealistic and unattainable goals that parents have to to live up to, and you name it, but they're they're securing their jobs by doing it. So not only do they get to take your money, get interest on it, put you in jail if your work slows down and you can't afford it, but the feds are incentivizing it. It's not just a local issue. This is a national issue, people. This needs to be addressed on a national level. And we all need to stand up. This is the next civil liberties and equal rights issue, right here.
2: Indirectly, we'll come back.
1: And um,
2: I saw so many things that, as as you and I probably um, already know, were blatant violations of, of the law, of right. our constitutional rights of, as parents, our constitutional rights of, as parents. And yet, um, things that, as, as you and I probably um, already know, were... Blatant violations of of the law, of our constitutional rights as parents.
0: You know what they believe? They believe that there is no constitutional rights. That in their world, the Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Sixth Amendment, Fourteenth Amendment does not apply. They own you. They own your money. That's what they care about. That's what they want. They want control. And they've got it, people. They've got it right now. We need to stand up. Don't be quiet. Be a voice. Get out in the streets, Scream and yell. Let people know what's going on down there. But um,
2: there is no system of checks and balances
0: to keep this from happening. That is the absolute worst part. By far, there is no system of, of checks and balances. So these people run rampant. They say and do whatever they want and good luck in finding a way to protect yourself, to fight back. There's no grievance process. There's no. You go in there and try and find a way to, to file a grievance against a caseworker. There is none. They're warriors and champions like Robert Powell in Northern California that are suing the shit out of these people, and that's what it's going to take. Federal petition after federal petition after federal petition is going to take us screaming and yelling in the streets, people, just like African Americans had to do, just like blacks had to do, to get equal rights. We're not going to let this happen any longer i'm going to be a voice and i want you to join with me don't be a victim don't bury your hand head in the sand any longer
2: so it it continues to happen and um, on my watch the judges are well padded by the friend of the court um, enforcement officers and and officials and workers and, they are there. and that's the thing.
0: That's the thing that drives me nuts. Not only have these these corrupt judges legislated themselves complete immunity, but they're so well padded. They've got this buffer of all these these heartless jackasses around them to make all these recommendations. Everything from corrupt uh, psychiatric evaluations. I mean, you name it. It runs the gambit, and it's the same in every state with a different face.
2: To promote the uh, orders of the court and to collect, and we were told that there's no money in um, custody issues, so downplay that. So those, those...
0: And, and what is the heart of what is really good for the child? Custody issues. I mean, come on, these kids are being thrown around. They got no stability in their lives. They, you know, where did we? Where do they call home? And when are we going to stand up for them? It's gone on long enough.
2: Issues were lost under the stack of um, hearings that we needed to set each week. We were rated as enforcement officers um, by how many? This this
0: gets my blood boiling. Not only are they federally incentivized with money to, to ruin your family, but they are also rated as enforcers of the court on how many arrests and warrants and you name it, they can dig up on us. When
2: we went to court, we were, we were in the capacity of the prosecutor's, uh, uh, the prosecuting department. And um, we were rated by how many people we sent to jail that week. Right. Um, how many non-custodial parents um, we took out uh, warrants on, or parents um, we took out uh, warrants on, or for their impending arrest, bench warrants. And on how much money we collected for child support or how much um, our case loan would increase in uh, collections. That's what uh, it's all
0: about. It's all about the money. Because the more money they can rob from you, the more money they can can collect in interest uh, and the less you can defend yourself we need to start educating ourselves people we cannot be an ignorant group of sheep allowing this to happen we need to stop it
2: in our day-to-day operations i saw records destroyed i saw of course creative bookkeeping where with computers you could go through and, and an individual would have an arrearage, a, a back amount that they owed in child support, perhaps of uh, three or $4,000 one day, and um, two or three days later, actually overnight, it could go to $30,000 arrearage. Right. And can you the imagine computer... that one night, you owe
0: three dollars or $4,000 in back pay, and nine times out of ten, what happens in that situation is that the man has been offering and trying to pay his some child support pre-any court decisions, and then the court will hit him with back pay, and now all of a sudden they owe $3,000 to a woman that refused to accept money from the beginning. <sighs> I've seen that happen a million times. The other thing that happens is just this, this. Okay, so now they smacked you with the $3,000 uh, hit that you're paying back in arrearages is, is the term that they've coined for it. But one day you go to bed and you owe $3,000. And the next morning you wake up and you owe $30,000 in arrearages. You got no way to prove it. No way to de- to defend yourself. Nobody tells you. All you know is you keep paying. There's no checks and balances, they are running wild.
2: So it looked like that had been the original amount owed and no one had to uh, inform the uh, payee or the payer that uh, this change was made. These kinds of things happen. People would come in, and they had a legal right to see their um, oh, case this file, me up the wall. and we were to take our case file to uh, the deputy director or to the director. And they would go through and sort what the individuals were allowed to see. And um, only after the appointment, they'd put them back in. We weren't allowed to um, spend time with parenting time or custody issues because there was no money in it. and. Um, Right. So essentially,
0: work. they will not let you see your
2: kid because there's no money in it. loaded with hearings as it was, it became more and more discouraging until the fact <clears throat> was that in order to to do a job, you had to lie to parents. You had to denigrate um, non-custodial parents, which in most cases were fathers. Of but, course. Uh, Worst of all, the kids suffered, and we were told that we were not social workers. The friend of the court is not the friend of the uh, parents or the friend of the children or the friend of the people. It's the friend of the court. And, it's and that's just it. It's the friend
0: of the court. They are there to take care of the court so these motherfuckers can enjoy a nice, cushy job and and live in their mansions. And These are elected officials, by the way, people. So part of the issue here... Is us. Not getting out to vote. If if you don't like it, vote the bastards out. <sighs> don't sit around and complain. I am a registered voter. I have not missed a vote in years. Especially on an issue like this. We're talking about our children. We're talking about our kids. And these people, she said it. it you need to lie, to steal, to make good people look bad to do your job, and you become calloused to it. She talks about this later. We're going to jump ahead a little bit and and hear her talk about the effect that it has on, on these people. Because remember, most of them got in with, with good intentions. They did not get into this because they wanted to ruin families. They wanted to save them. Let's hear what she has to say.
2: Um, what these gentlemen have to say and so many more are, are just a drop in the bucket of some of the offenses that go on every day, day in every and day, day out. And um, it's um, hard not to become uh, callous to, to the situation when you work in it day after day. Right. But They
0: just don't care. They know they're ruining families. They know what they're doing. They just don't care. It's a God complex that runs with these people.
2: Once it's happened to someone that you love or someone that you've Mm -hmm. known and you've seen how the children have been impacted in their lives, then you really can't stand back and say, I'm sorry, this is someone else's problem. Right. Too often people say, well, you know, the judges aren't always fair, but most of the time they do the right thing. Right. And, the friend of the
0: and that's because the average American wants to believe in the system. If we really, if, the, if everybody was really educated and open to what's, what's going on down there, it undermines our confidence in the entire country. Ben Franklin said it best, and he was a lawyer. The biggest threat to freedom is the judiciary. Ben Franklin said it best. And that's what's going on down here. And too many people are standing around burying their heads in the sand. Stop it. It's everyone else's problem until it's yours. And even these social workers, these evil corrupt social workers are not immune. Let's get back into this.
2: Court, you know, they make mistakes, but most of the time they're well-meaning. They try to do the right thing. That's not really so. I think a lot of um, a lot of our citizens really don't want to hear and really right. don't want to see what's going on. We're afraid. behind the scenes, they don't want to know where that tax money is going. They would rather just let someone else take care of that because it's too heartrending to know that these things are going on you have to do something about it and we're all so busy that we don't want to make waves and uh, and be the one that uh, tries to fight city hall alone but and that's what it comes down
0: to is is it ends up being guys like me people like you who fight this out alone and i want you to know it may feel like you're alone but we've got your back We want to hear from you. We want to tell your story. Please contact us. Send me an email to dbjusticeshow at gmail.com. I'd love to have you on the show. Tell your story. Get the word out. Let everybody know that this is the next civil rights issue. This is a civil liberties issue like we've never had in this country. And why? Because it affects our most precious resource, our children. Please contact me. You can leave me a voicemail at 206-312-6756. Leave a message. We'll do our best to play it on the air. And, And please do not sit back and bury your head in the sand. Be a champion for our children like Carol Rhodes. Drives me nuts. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. Um when we come back, we're going to get into some some of the national news, some of the things that's happening on the activism front. Uh, my name is DB Justice. You're listening to the Saving Grace podcast, and I'm excited to have you. We have- That's right, everybody, we shall overcome. Uh, that was Pete Seeger. If you're not familiar with Pete Seeger, he was an am- he, he was the, the epitome, he was the definition of a civil rights activist. Uh, this man wrote a ton of music. It was all dedicated to uh, the progression of civil rights. Uh, yeah, Pete Seeger, an amazing man, and we were honored to play his music on our show. So let's jump into some news. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about an organization called the Children's Rights Organization. Uh, they don't specifically deal necessarily with with corruption of the court system specifically, but they do deal with children's rights. And the corruption of the court violating their rights is a big issue that they focus on. So, although it's not technically their fault, they definitely go hand in hand. Um, Check out their website. It's children'srights.org. That's children'srights. two S's there. Children'sandrights.org. And uh, keep up to date. I was really amazed. Uh, they got Rosie Perez. I didn't know this. Rosie was a product of, product of, of the foster care system. And she has been a big supporter of the Children's Rights Organization in exposing a lot of the corruption that that goes on and and is affecting the the rights of children. Um, the, The thing that I love about these people is they don't just sit around and bitch about the problem. They actually go out and do something. And their favorite tactic is one that I love, lawsuits. So in every state, almost without exception, they are managing these lawsuits on the behalf of children. And so I love, I subscribe to their monthly newsletter and I get all kinds of information about what's going on. Uh, Most of their lawsuits end with settlement agreements and and they mandate massive reform. So here's a little bit of what they've been able to uh, accomplish. Uh, This is what I I like to call Reform Watch. In Atlanta, for example, as a result of some of their lawsuits, uh, Atlanta has minimized multiple moves for 90% of children in foster care systems, and caseworkers made well over 95% of the required monthly visits to children. So essentially what's going on is when children are taken into the system, typically we find that they're bounced around, they've got no stability, because every 18 months, depending on the, on the state's statute, if they don't find permanent placement, they have to move that child for whatever reason. This is why many foster care parents find themselves being faced with abuse allegations uh, when that 18-month marker comes around because they need to trump up a reason to move these kids. So they've minimized, and and that's a gray area, multiple moves for more than 90% of the kids in the system. Uh, and, and now, this is the biggest part though. Now, 95% of the caseworkers are making the visits that they need to be making. Because what was happening is these poor kids are getting tossed into this, these foster care homes, these group homes. Nobody was watching them, nobody was monitoring them, and the many times they end up getting abused. And so, thank you to Children's Rights Organization for doing good work there in Atlanta. Uh, another example is in Connecticut. Connecticut has further reduced its already decreasing number of children placed in residential institutions by more than 53%. And the number of children aged 12 and under in in institutions by more than 50%. So what they're talking about, again, is if they cannot find placement for a child within 18 months, they become what in many states what's called a PMC, a Permanent Managing Conservatorship. Essentially, that means you're locked in our system uh yeah we are required by law to look for permanent placement for you but yeah we're not so interested in that because you know essentially there is in many cases there's not enough money in it they get more money by keeping them in the system and stringing them along and typically it's older kids we find uh because you know older kids are less adoptable i hate to say it title four funding isn't isn't as readily available for older kids because people don't typically want to adopt an older child. And then finally in Washington, DC, I'm sorry, in Michigan. uh, Michigan hired four hundred and forty new caseworkers, nearly all of whom held bachelor's degrees in social work or a related field. And ensured all new workers scheduled for training completed it within uh, four months of being hired. So essentially they're addressing caseworker overload, and this is another huge problem. Again, not every caseworker is evil. Most of them are, and if they aren't, they will probably become corrupt because the system breeds it. But even those that are trying to do good are just overloaded. They, you heard Carol talking about how it's a it's it's a constant hearing setting and, and constant addition to your case files because they want more of your money and so we need to stop this and so although i feel a little on the fence about just hiring a bunch of new case workers to then convert to your corrupt manner of thinking um I do commend them for at least addressing the issue of caseworker overload and hiring 440 new caseworkers. I here in in my state have actually seen commercials on television uh, where local government is recruiting for caseworker uh, positions, and they're and they're doing one of two things: either actually trying to address a serious issue, and or. Uh, put more boots on the ground and and violate more of our rights. You know, uh, real quickly, I want to talk to you. Real quickly, I want to talk to the innocent victims of this corrupt system. You don't have to let it, let it happen. You don't have to stand by and watch your rights get trampled on. This is America. It was founded on the principles of freedom and liberty. This is a civil liber- liber- liberty issue. I get so emotional about it, I can't even talk straight. My words get twisted. It, it, it's beyond my comprehension how we as Americans have allowed this to happen. I'll tell you how. Because we're afraid. We're afraid to stand up for ourselves because of retaliation. I've seen it day after day after day. It can only happen for so long. We need martyrs. We need people to stand up and be a champion for our children. I want it to be you. You're not alone. We've got your back. Tell your story. Contact us at dbjusticeshow at gmail.com. And tell your story i'll read it on the air you can remain anonymous if you want to be a guest shoot me an email if you just want to leave us a little message to play it on the air whether you agree with us or not call us at 206-312-6756 i'll give that to you again it's 206-312-6756 Tell your story. Let people know about the injustice that's happened to you. I'm not going to sit by and let it happen anymore, people. And I hope that you join me. Don't be afraid. We've got your back, and we can do this together. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining me on this inaugural edition of the Saving Grace podcast. And I'll see you next week and on the front lines.
1: I guess I had to go to that place to, that place to get to this song. one. Now, some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. I'll get to You can try and read my lyrics off of this paper before I lay But you won't take this thing off these words before I say them. Cause ain't no way I'm gonna let you stop me from causing man. When I say I'm gonna do something, I do it. I don't give a damn what you think. I'm for me, so fuck the world, feed it beans, it's gassed up, if things are stopping me, I'ma be what I set out to be, without a doubt, undoubtedly, and all those who look down on me, I'm tearing down your balcony, knowing fans to bust, don't try to ask him why how can he, from Infinite down to the last relapse album, me still shitting, whether he's on salary, paid hourly, until he bows out or he shit just bowels out of him, whichever comes first, for better or worse, he's married to the gay. Said you was king, you lied through your teeth For that, fuck your feelings Instead of getting crowned, you're getting capped to the fans, I'll never let you down again I'm back, I promise to never go back on that promise In fact, let's be honest, at last we laughed CD was aired, perhaps I ran the accents into the ground Relax, I ain't going back to that now All I'm trying to say is get back to Black Cloud Cause I ain't playing around It's a game called circling, I don't know how I'm way too up to back down Admittedly, I probably did it subliminally for you So I could come back a brand new me You helped see me through And don't even realize what you did Cause believe me, you I've been through the ringer But they can do little to the middle finger I think I got a tear in my eye I feel like the king of my world Haters can make like bees With no stingers and drop dead No more flingers, No more drama from now on I promise to focus solely on handling My responsibilities as a father So I solemnly swear to always treat this group Like my daughters and raise it You couldn't let the single.